Welcome to the UCLA Anderson FEMBA Drive Time Podcast. My name is Dylan Stafford. I am your host this week, and I've got a fantastic guest today. With me is Diego Benitez, who is a FEMBA 2019. He's just wrapping up his first quarter in FEMBA. This is a highly educated, highly make stuff happen human being. He has a PhD in chemistry from Caltech, right? From Caltech. So he's highly educated, and yet here he is back again getting another degree. And one of the things we're going to cover today is why is the MBA the next step for him and his career? And you're going to hear about that. He's currently the owner, funder, and founder of Progress Brewing and is getting ready to open a winery right next door to his already established brewery. So you're going to get to hear about that, plus some of the other companies he has started in his career, plus two Nobel Prize winning overlaps of his education. The person I'm now going to introduce you to, Diego Benitez. Thank you, Dylan. (laughs) It's great to be here. Yes, as you mentioned, I got a PhD in chemistry from Caltech from 1999 to 2005. Actually, surprisingly, I don't have a bachelor's degree. So some of my friends make fun of me that I'm going backwards, PhD, then master's. Ah. I'll probably find some place to get a bachelor's from. How did Caltech let you in without a bachelor's degree? They can do that, right? They just... Yep. Um, You had a body of work that you could present? I actually went for a summer undergraduate research fellowship in 1999 with Jack Roberts. He passed away just a month ago at 98. And he was a fantastic chemistry teacher, mentor, person. He was fantastic. He saw my work and he said, would you want to start graduate school? And I didn't know that was possible. And I followed him to the dean's office and the dean said, yeah, sure. The faculty needs to interview him to clear that. But yeah, sure. We still have a couple spots. And two weeks later, I was a graduate student in chemistry at Caltech. That is amazing. Because I mean, Caltech is so intimidating to people anyway. That is so cool. I love that. Well, and, and tell people you were, you traveled a lot. Yeah, very, I travel a lot. Very um, international upbringing. Yeah, I have four citizenships. What are they? Italian, Spanish, uh, from family, and then I was born in Mexico City, so I'm also Mexican by birth. I just became a U.S. citizen in July, so I'm a fresh U.S. citizen. I'm uh, enjoying my time here now. I am thrilled that you are a U.S. citizen. And um, and then how many languages do you speak? Uh, I'm fluent in four, and then I can get around in like three more, and I know quite a bit of languages. So then others become more and more available. But yeah, I think I can probably get around in like 10. <laughs> that is amazing. Okay. So you fellow 2019s who are listening to this podcast. Yes, you definitely want Diego on your gap team. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know any, um, uh, Asian languages, but, uh, uh, one, one person in my, in my section promised that he's going to teach me some Korean. So, Oh, good. All right. Uh, yeah. Looking okay. forward to that. You have like a 15-year academic transcript. You're not the youngest member of the class right. of 2019. Yeah, right? I'm, on the, I'm on the upper edge of uh, age. Uh, in fact, a few of the schools that I also talked to, they uh, recommended the, the executive MBA, but I think the, the fully employed or what other programs call the part-time was the, the really important for me because I wanted to be with people with stories just like mine and sharing a classroom with them and hearing their their experiences while they're working more kind of in the trenches because that's how I see myself. Mm. I feel the executive MBA is more a little higher level management positions. I wanted to see people that were doing kind of everyday marketing, everyday small team management because that's that's what fascinates me the most about 
the world of business, the little decisions that actually make a company go forward. That's that's what I'm most interested on. That's the one that I like. So so I thought the the FEMBA program was was the more appropriate for me, even though I'm on the upper edge of age. Uh, we, we have no limit. There is no limit. There's still some. There's still some people that are older than me, but um, I think the average was 31 in your class. Like 30.7 was the age at the start. Yeah, well, I skewed that. Yeah, <laughs> but we have. I think we have somebody in their 50s this this yep. year. So, yeah, they, I always say the younger third of the executive MBA program and the you know the older third of the FEMBA program. It's the same people. They overlap. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's it becomes down to schedule and fit, tenor and tone. Tell people how I almost talked you out of coming to FEMBA. Tell them the story about your open house experience. So I was at an open house, and um, everybody I mentioned, even uh, I have a cousin, I have a close cousin that I grew up with, uh, Sergio Echeverria. He was a full-time MBA. He was working for McKinsey. He came to UCLA, and we lived together while he was getting his MBA. Uh, living together, we were housemates. I saw him going through the program. I hung out with him and his friends for for a bit. And so I saw what he went through. And to me, it was really important to to make a point of why I was coming to you get, get that, my own MBA. You get that question a lot, even now, right? Why exactly. are you here? Why are you here? You already have a business. <laughs> Is your business working? Yes, it's working. I got asked so many times I developed a, a canned answer, mm. which was 50% for the network, 30% for Balancing my background, I have a very technical background in chemistry and materials, a little bit in medicine or medical materials, but 30% to balance my career. And then I used to joke that it's 20% to know what the hell I'm doing in my business. <laughs> Just um, because you founded multiple companies, you don't actually know what you're doing. doesn't <laughs> mean that you know what you're doing. Exactly. I, I think for the first few weeks, I was kind of like, ah, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. And then it was probably a month in when I started meeting all the people around me, like really getting to know them, listening to their stories, having so many points of view contributed to my own point of view and contrasted that I pretty much arrived with this was the best decision I ever made. I think that this will really pay off very, very soon. Well, that is high praise um, that this is one of the best decisions you've ever made. That's it's an honor to get to work at a place like that. For me as an admissions dean, it's very easy to say yes to you. <laughs> you know, and I'm institutionally curious, you know, do we have enough to entertain you? Because you are highly accomplished. So that's great. But to me and, and why I think I I arrive with the one of the best decisions I've made in my life is because of the people that I get to interact. And also the 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 softer um the the material that I'm learning that it's the less quantitative. And I remember reading, I think it was in Poets, Poets and Quants, an article where they looked back at um, MBA graduates and uh, I think it was a nine-year average from getting their degree. And they asked them, what was the classes that you feel um, were the most useful in your actual career? And everybody said the the softer people... Uh, Uh, material that I learned in the MBA. So, and I'm seeing it as a manager of a small team. um, I went through organizational behavior with Professor Vendersky, which is a fabulous professor. And I've already made changes to the way I manage my own little team. And and I'm adding things that she recommended. 
I'm looking for a mentor. She she asked that everybody looks for a mentor, and I'm considering getting getting a mentor. Um, wow, so, you, you consider yourself not to have a mentor right now? Not 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 right now. I've had wow. incredibly good mentors. Well, obviously you've throughout had my life, two uh, Nobel Prize winning yes. PhD advisors. But but in terms of like the 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 structure of a of a business mentor, that's something that's like an yep. opportunity for you, right? And so wow. so I'm I'm looking inside of Anderson. Um, mm-hmm. Just to, just to balance that a little more. Um, and so part of that class, it, it has already made an impact in my daily life and, and, and something that translates to directly to my pocket because it make, makes my business run smoother and obviously there's less problems. Better performing team gets you more results. And by being a business owner, that actually translates into dollars like directly it's not just oh i'm happier at my job it it directly reflects on on your bottom line you're you founded three companies and here you are you know 10 weeks nine weeks into it and you're already changing your management style in terms of how your employees see you as a leader and then your professional growth by hmm what would be a professional mentor how do you go evaluate who might be a good mentor and, and why? I, I did have a probably my business mentor, um, two business mentors, and one um, is very connected to UCLA, um, Michael Flesh and Richard Simon. Yeah, yeah. Richard. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So he's actually an investor in one of the companies that I started. So really. Yeah. While I was looking into other schools and other local schools, these two people told me pretty much don't even bother. Like wow. if you're going to school go to the best local school, UCLA. Yeah, you have, you have an H, what's your H index of 35? 35. Which, if we tell people what an H so index is. So an H is. index is uh, that you have at least 35 papers with thir- at least 35 citations. It's kind of like an exponential um, gauge for uh, how productive and also how impactful you've been in in science. What was it like? When did you get the entrepreneurial bug? Cause you have, you were a co-founder of nano Pacific holdings, which then you, that kind of became Amicrobe, Amicrobe yeah. and you were co-founder of Amicrobe and now you're a consultant to them. And now you're the owner and the funder and the brewer of, of San Gabriel brewing progress brewing. So you're, you're kind of into the serial entrepreneur yep. at this chapter going forward. How, how did all of that come to be? Well, it comes from uh, my parents. My parents were, um, entrepreneur themselves and even from my grandparents um they had businesses um my uh my my father owned a company that made um uh, aluminum anodizing for big buildings and construction Mm. and so there was a lot of construction happening around and i was able to travel hence why i moved a lot um with that uh my mom was part of that business and then she started a uh, business selling toys um, uh, when when all the imports from China started. Uh, she took advantage of that and started selling mm. toys. So so she had to deal with a lot of the uh, customs and uh, and and I was I was close part of that in my teenage years. So that was interesting formation. And so I I remember having dinner and listening to all these issues or problems or also. Um, uh, satisfactions that they would have from actually owning a business. And so I kind of grew up in that. 
And I always wanted to start a business. So at the end of my uh, postdoctoral years with uh, Sir Fraser Stoddard, there was uh, some interest in trying to see if uh, some of the nano nanotechnology that was developed, there were some nano valves could be used for medical applications. And so that's when Nano, nano Pacific uh, started. Uh, it was trying to commercialize uh, nano valves to uh, deliver medicine or, or anti-cancer drugs to directly to tumors. So I'm looking forward to that. And you're, you're in scenic South El Monte? Yes, as uh, Kevin calls it, scenic South El Monte. <laughs> That's it's awesome. A, it's an industrial town east of Los Angeles, about 15 minutes east of downtown. So you can brew on, you brew on site? Yeah, we, we make everything. Our uh, license is a Type 23, which is a microbrewery. Mm -hmm. And so everything that we serve at our tasting room has to be brewed by us. Wow. Um, so you can check out our, uh, our system that we welded ourselves, uh, most of it. After welding for for like an entire week, I started seeing little stars. And so, <laughs> were you actually holding? The, you were doing welding. Or I something? was, yeah. So, oh, I, so you're you are an entrepreneur because you're doing everything. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we had uh, trouble getting a building contractor. So, I one weekend it was it was the Christmas weekend we were working, and um, I said, "Screw this! I'm I'm getting a, a contractor license." <laughs> so I studied the uh, L.A. County building code and uh, went, took the exam, passed it, <laughs> got my contractor license, and I'm the contractor. Oh, I love it. That's so, so great. We get a things to do, and then that's the next step, and tackle it. Do it. And it's it's like it's like there's you're speaking to sort of a learning agility and kind of a, a mindset. And I wonder about the future of MBA education, right? Because the world is moving so fast that we're giving you frameworks and fundamentals but right. because the world like the world that we're preparing for doesn't exist yet we all know that except what does that mean you know well it means i have to be open i have to be curious i, I got to be whatever hungry. comes yep. yeah manage your time and you're teaching a lot of that uh, <laughs> just get on with the next thing and the next assignment and plan it around and and just do it you know business school is like an opportunity and there's going to be lots and lots to choose yep. from and you said you're possibly over-involved here, you know, 10 weeks in. You're the director of, what are you the director of? You're director of the Craft Beer Club. Craft Beer Club. Director of the Wine Club. Yep. You just did a, what was it? You did a... a I did a presentation to the Craft Beer Club yeah. uh, on on brewing, business of brewing, brewing history. I, I went everywhere. It was a, actually a rehash of a talk that I gave to Caltech of uh, alternative careers in chemistry and so brewing is an alternative career in chemistry yeah like it people will pay for it because people like craft of course beer. Yeah. yeah and so it had a lot of chemistry but i had to tone down the chemistry <laughs> and uh and focus a little more on on the business of brewing which has been really really interesting and mm -hmm. one of the reasons why i got into uh craft beer business is how intricate um it, it has been growing tremendously something mm -hmm. like 17 percent Wow. Uh, per year. Wow. It, it's been crazy. Yeah. Uh, wow. Now there's a slowdown and a lot of people are freaking out about uh -huh. it. It's changing dramatically. So I think I'm being in, in the FEMBA program is actually giving me a different view of how things are changing. And, and I feel that if I weren't here, I, I would be a little more nervous about it. But just 
knowing a little more about business and how markets work and just being in between people that, that have positions at really high companies or really important companies kind of gives me a little more resolve and saying like, no, everything's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of buckle up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Because and stay open. Like, yeah. Nimble. Um, yeah. Uh, don't, don't spend money that, that, uh, you don't need to, um, keep your, uh, keep your options open. Uh, try to look for opportunities. Uh, and so we've, uh, progress brewing is, is a non orthodox, uh, brewery because, uh, the way we handle business and a lot of people have criticized or told us that we're not doing things right. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think we're, we, we have a level of risk that it's very minimal. So there's a lot of competition out there and we made a conscious business decision to pull out of that. We're mm-hmm. not fighting out there with the big boys. And so we're taking a slightly different route. Well, and, and when you when you gave your um, your talk on the business of brewing, you, you donated 12 cases to the Craft Beer Club. Yep. And back in the summer at Femba Palooza 5, you donated four kegs and, and you brewed a special Femba ale. Yes. You got mad skills. Yeah, no, I remember uh, at Femba Palooza, um, suddenly everybody was kind of dispersed and there was like a, the beer, the beer, <laughs> they're starting pouring beer. And I was like, oh, I need to go make sure that, that it's pouring right. There you so, go. Yeah. So talk about Femba Council because you're the internal rep for Section 2. Yes, I am. Um, I, I, when I don't I, know how you make time for all this, but I'm glad you do. Part of the training is in time time management, time commitment. Um, I ran for internal representative for FEMBA Council. And FEMBA was, Council is fun. It's a chance to be a leader and, and make a kind of servant leadership. So, But a lot of people want to do it. So. I, I ran on, I've done this. I've been in grad school. I know how it is. I know how to talk to professors. I know the issues that go with being a student and also being faculty because I work together closely with faculty. So, Well, uh, this is my new question I'm adding for the 2017 podcasts. Um, you, you, we, we learn from each other. You know, you're know, you going to learn from the faculty. You're going to learn from the peers. Tell me, one of, what is one of your favorite productivity tips? Um, it's, it's breaking out of that loop of uh, pressure procrastination. And I like working at night. To me, it's finding those those quiet times um, and getting getting the the work that has to happen by yourself out, which is part of it is studying and uh, doing homework here. But uh, also, to me, it helps a lot to do uh, lists, things to do lists, and then grouping mm-hmm. them by importance and um, urgency. And so you you pretty much, or the the way I do it is. Um, I, I just throw out everything that I have to do. And one of the interesting things that I've learned from Dylan that I've actually used for that is uh, his post-its. And if, if anyone could see, the table is full of post-its. But I learned it in the... Oh, the course we did in Leadership Foundation? Yes, Le- oh, the, our Leadership workshop. Foundation. Stand and Deliver. Stand and Deliver. And so he suggested that uh, small post-its um, in a folder help you put together a talk. And so to me, it's more every post-it gets a, a thing that I have to do. Mm. And then, so from my, I download everything that I know I have to do into post-its and then I organize them by importance and mm-hmm. by urgency. And so having the post-its, you can actually move them around. And so you can see how uh, your day is going to look and, and how you're going to organize the things that you're going to do. Like I can make lists forever, and then I, but then I, I demoralize myself because there's 
just too much. Well, um, okay, we've gone really long. This is, but this is, I think. So, guys, um, look him up on LinkedIn. What we'll have to put the address. What's what's your address for? Oh, uh, so Progress Brewing, um, eighteen twenty two Chico Avenue. Eighteen twenty two Chico Avenue. You can check our our uh, four and a half star uh, Yelp profile or on Facebook. Also, Progress Brewing. Just no space. Progress Brewing. Nice. Uh, also, Instagram. We post a lot of pictures. So you can visit Progress Brewing in person. You can look up Diego on LinkedIn. Um, if you're in the class of 2019, he's one of your classmates in Section 2, so get to meet him if you haven't. Um, thank you. Thank you for being Any in the Any 2020s program. that uh, want to uh, contact me or ask me uh, more from the entrepreneurial side or uh, hope to give you a more specific answer than Dylan gave me. <laughs> it's in the people. It's in the people. Ah, well, this has been super fun. Thank you so much for making the drive over. Thank so you, Dylan. Do this in person, and I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And uh, tune in next time when we'll have another wonderful member of the community here. And uh, thanks for listening. <laughs>